Hey, this is Shamina. I'm back for another episode of Two Quick Things. Today's episode is going to be about changing your mind. So I have some thoughts as I am in the midst of changing my mind on something. It can be really hard to change your mind, especially um, if you have put something out there in the universe, be it about a goal, a task, a relationship, a career. Um, It's really hard to... Hard, hard is relative, but it feels hard to uh, change your mind about something that you've put out and that other people know about. Maybe they've congratulated you about it. They're happy for you. They're supportive of whatever change, whatever decision you made or thing that you agreed to do. Um, and it can be really hard to change your mind because there's a feeling of uh, this is some self talk to suit too. So thank you for listening. It can be hard to change my mind because I don't want people to think, oh, this was short-lived. I'm I'm just going to end up having to celebrate or be supportive in another way. And so it can be really taxing to commit to something, again, a task, a goal, put it out into the universe, and then be like, this isn't working. But these are some of my thoughts on this uh, particular topic. Um, You have to realize that nothing catastrophic is going to happen if and when you change your mind. Chances are the sky is not going to fall. Things are not going to crumble in your world as much as you think they're going to in the midst of whatever um, mind uh, situation or thing that you're changing. It's not going to be as bad as you think. And sometimes, to be honest, it will be as bad as you think. And it's not going to be the end of you there's going to be another side to that. So I think in my mind, I have to realize that it's not going to be the end of the world if I change my mind on something. I've changed my mind plenty of times. And on each of those situations, I have come out better than I was or better than I thought the situation was going to be in the end. And I have to keep reminding myself. So I encourage you to remind yourself that it's not going to be as bad as you think. And if it is as bad as you think, know that it is going to be short-lived and it will be over. Whatever tension or whatever the case may be that feels so uncomfortable, it's going to be over eventually. And it's not going to change the face of your world. It's not going to make people hate you. And if they do, they weren't your people anyway. Um, Take the time to find the lesson in what you what didn't go as expected with this situation. So if it's a goal, task, relationship, career, any of those things, take the time because the universe is probably teaching you something in there. And rather than spending time being like, woe is me, I'm so embarrassed. What are the things that you learn from this? What are the things that you're like, I'm actually not as good as that as I thought I was, or I didn't actually like that. Or this environment, I thought I was looking for this. But from this situation, from this experience, I learned that I want this, that, and the other. And sometimes it's the, I learned that the things that I don't want, and they help inform you and get you closer to figuring out what you do want. I think we need to really um, unpack the shame that comes with that and really take the time to look internally at what are the lessons that we can learn to be able to move forward. Because we're going to change our minds again. This isn't Rarely is somebody in, um, have a goal or in a relationship that the first time you do it, it's going to be it. It's great if that can happen, but chances are it's not going to happen in all areas of your life. And we have to be tender and give ourselves grace enough to pause, try to objectively look at the situation or find someone who you trust to be able to give you that objective viewpoint and that you can actually hear 
and figure out, okay, I don't want to step in this kind of situation again, or if I do, I'll know the signs to look for so I don't stay too long in that situation that stick too long to that goal, knowing damn well that it's not working. But we've got to be willing to, again, look inside ourselves and see what are the lessons in those. Own it if you have something that you could have done something differently. There's no shame in being like, oh, I messed that up. I, I didn't look into that. I didn't ask that question. I didn't pay attention to that particular piece of a task or the relationship, even though I knew it could be a red flag for me or it was a red flag waving in my face. And I was like, no, no, no. I want this too bad. I'm too hungry for this to wait. Um, but you've got to be able to own those things. And again, not beat yourself up because you didn't pay attention when you saw you felt that little thing in your gut getting to you and you ignored it for whatever reason. We all do it. But owning those things and taking ownership and stock of your life will help you look at those situations differently in the future. Um, remind yourself that you did the best that you could at the time. You asked the right questions. You tried to set up the goal, the task, engage in the relationship or the career in a way that was the best that you could at the time, given all the information and circumstances that were sitting in front of you. You did the best that you can. And some shit is not meant to work out. Some things are designed to teach you what you're supposed to learn, be it a lesson, um, to slow down, to speed up, to be more aware of your environment or surroundings. But be willing to remind yourself that you did the best that you could. And you, you're not going to gain too much by beating yourself up and staying, staying in the woe is me place. Yeah, you can camp out that, there for like a day or two, but that is not a place for you to unpack and to live. But remind yourself, you did the best that you could given the circumstances. And that commit to doing things differently next time. And those, those things are okay. Um, we've got to, when we change our mind, we've got to be willing to let go of that thing so we can eventually find a place of satisfaction and wellness. Um, so much of this is tied up in wellness, mental, emotional, physical, psychological, spiritual, but we've got to be willing to let go of that thing that we changed them when we changed our mind. Have you ever been in a situation where you've changed your mind about something and you finally like accepted that you're going to make a change and you start to plan and then you can feel a little bit more relaxed because you've you've actually made the decision to change? I'm in the I'm in a space right now where I'm I'm making a decision to make a change in my life and once I finally said to myself and then I said it out loud to like two or three people that I am committing to this change, I relaxed. So much of the stress that I had been carrying around in my shoulders and my lower back, because those are the places that I carry stress, I could relax because I actually said, I'm going to make this change. Now, am I still kind of beating myself and I'm trying to work through some of that um, interrupting the narrative of guilt in my head of like, oh, you should have done this. You should have should have would have could have. Those things didn't happen or they did happen. And the situation just didn't turn out how I thought it was going to be. But the moment I decided to let go of that thing that, or, you know, at least devise a plan to let go of the thing that's not working for me, I could relax and I could start to show up in my life and realize this isn't going to be the end of me. This is a new beginning, um, shorter, a shorter time frame of a new beginning than I thought, but it's going to be a new beginning. And I'm starting to get clear on some of the things that as I reestablish the goals, on what I'm actually needing in order to be and feel well, again, mentally, emotionally, 
spiritually, psychologically, but I needed to go through the set of experiences to recognize, okay, next time we need to be a little bit more savvy with this, but I've got to be willing to let those things go so that I can then it's that analogy of like, when you hold on so tight to a rope, um, you're, you're only hurting yourself, but when you let go, you realize you have room to receive and to carry those things moving forward that are going to propel you into the next phase of your life, whatever that, situ- whatever that may be. Um, so another, I have a few other things that I've think, been thinking about with changing my mind um, and that I encourage you to think about when changing your mind. Um, I mentioned it a moment ago, but interrupting that guilt narrative in your head um, and sometimes that I have a really strong and loud as hell guilt narrative that plays in my head like a broken record. It will keep me up at night and then I'll be pissed the next day because I've let these thoughts take over me. And I found that one thing that works for me is finding my people who I can talk to about um, the change, whatever that change is, and trusting them to hold me and hold me gingerly in that space. Um, and then they're not going to jump to making me feel bad about myself because I needed to pivot because I thought something was going to turn out a certain way and it's not turning out that way. You can't tell everybody your shit like that because some people will jump to the wall. I told you, well, I thought when you said this last time that that's the list of things that aren't helpful and you can go ahead and pivot away from those people. Because they're, they're telling you who they are when they're not sure how to show up for you. So that's there's an uncertainty or maybe there is certainty of those people not needing to be in the space where they can show up for you. And that's OK to learn that you just for me, I just put them in a different category. They go in a different, you know, in my mind. Oh, you go in this box because you're you've demonstrated that you are not able to support me in this way. And that's not that's fine. No shade to you. Lesson learned from me. You're not the person to go to. So you've got to find those places. And again, for me, I have a really loud and strong guilt narrative. And sometimes I need somebody to help me interrupt that and to say, bitch, get it together. I have some friends who will, who I can hear that from because you can't hear it from everybody. But that guilt narrative can be so loud. And sometimes I have to listen to it. I try so hard to turn it out. And I'm like, Bitch, just talk. Give me the guilt. And then I have to work through it with somebody else. And that's okay. Um, but I know that about myself. So that, that may be something that you need to learn about yourself as you go through this, the phases of changing your mind. Um, and then I think the one of the last thoughts I had is try committing to trying something else and doing something else. It's all fun and games to consider changing your mind or wanting to change your routine or change the way that you go about something in your life and something that's important to you. Um, and then the next step of that is actually engaging in the change, like whatever you've changed your mind to stop doing the old thing and start doing the new thing. I know it sounds really simple. Um, and some folks are goals. We, we, I'm a goal person. So I have to list out like, okay, these are the steps that get me from this step to the next one, to the next one. Um, but I have to then do that shit. Like it's cute to write it on a piece of paper. It's nice to talk about it out loud, but you've got to start to do it. And, uh, there's an accountability that some people can kind of have for themselves and it works. Some people you need to have and find those accountability partners in your life. Somebody who's going to be like, bitch, you keep talking about this. Are you going to do it? Today's apparently the word of the day today is bitch. Um, so thank you for listening and entertaining that. But those accountability people in our lives that we know that they're going to check and they're not going to make us feel guilty about those things, but they're going to say, how is, how is that going? 
and I'm a person like I have a few accountability buddies in my life and I can sometimes operate from a place of like, I know the accountability. My buddy is going to ask me about this. So let me go ahead and do this so I can have a positive report. So some, <laughs> I get myself into it that way. And sometimes that works for people and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but we have to work in that mind frame of actually doing the thing um, and choosing not to suffer. I actually posted something on my Instagram earlier today. Let me see. It's gotten far more like attention than I thought it would. Um, it said, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. And I was like, first of all, don't read me like this on my Instagram. I, I, I reposted this from somebody from Nisi Nash, um, who's I find to be funny as hell. And I was like, first of all, I can't believe I'm posting this because it just read me. And second, it's so true. Whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. Um, so at that moment, I was like, OK, I've been read and when I think about the times where I haven't made a decision for whatever reason, I haven't changed my mind, knowing damn well that I want to, I'm choosing to stay stuck because I've gotten into a place where I am in this pattern of feeling comfortable in my stuckness, feeling comfortable in complaining and feeling um, like I have no way out and no one, I have a way out. I know exactly how to get out of a variety of situations that I've gotten myself into and I'm choosing because it's comfortable and it feels good to play the martyr, to be, woe is me, to find people around me who can be like, Oh girl, what you going to do? How can I support you? And I know damn well exactly what I need to do. So it's this sick, like psychological thing. And I'm like, enough, Shamina, get it together. You, you literally know exactly what to do. And for some reason you keep choosing to stay comfortable in this bullshit. So that's my own stuff to work out. That wasn't even a part of my notes, but there you go with that. But changing your mind, it, it is certainly a process. And we, when I think we each have to find our space to figure out how we are going to engage and change in our mind and then change in our action. And then who do we need to surround ourselves with in order to be able to enact that change and being willing to, if you don't know how to do it, ask for help because people around you are changing their minds all the time. You ever have a friend who's like constantly changing or pivoting from one thing into another. And you're like, damn, I wish I could do that. I wish I knew how to do that. Stop wishing and stop hoping and ask that person how they're able to do it. Now, are you going to be able to mirror it exactly like them? No, because you're not them. Um, but you will find a space where you will be able to figure that out for yourself and then begin to figure out how do I engage in change, changing my mind and stop doing the things that I don't want to do. Huh? So it sounds so simple, but I'm like, one of the examples that I use of, of if I... I don't want to be thick in the stomach anymore. Just go ahead and put the shit on out there. I know that some of the foods that I eat don't help me with that. I can't be having desserts like, like I'm one of those people who can just have desserts and it does nothing to their body because it absolutely does something to my body. And I know this. <laughs> and can I change this? Yeah. So that's one thing I'm working on now. Being on vacation was great, but not helpful for that because I was like, eh, calories and shit don't count when you're out, when you're away from home and you're overseas. What are calories in Europe? What's the conversion of that? A hundred calories to zero. So, but anywho, we all have the ability to change. It's like, how much do we want to make those changes? So 
Let me know what you got to change your mind on, and I'd love to hear from you. I'm not going to shout you out on the show unless you want me to, but happy to engage and slide if you slide in my DMs. Uh, okay, so recommendations to podcasts uh, today because I just started um, another new book um, that I'm not prepared to talk about because I'm not done with it, uh, but it's good so far, and it's by a black woman, so I'm excited to continue to dive into that. Um, two podcasts. One is called Speak Out with Tim Wise. It's with Robin D'Angelo um, and the top and, so, and another woman who's name did not screenshot when I saved it. So sorry, homegirl. I'll try to get your name in there when I post this. But it's about white fragility, obliviousness, and white something or other. Again, that other piece kind of came out uh, and didn't show up on the thing. If I can find it while I'm talking, I will share it with you. Um, but when I tell you, oh, it was white fragility, obliviousness, and white allyship, and the other person is Debbie Irving. Now, this episode is like well over a year old, um, and these are all white people who do um, social justice, anti-racist work, um, primarily with other white people, and when I tell you that this episode like gathered white people, um, I'm not white, and I felt gathered for them. It was so good. There was there was one line that Robin D'Angelo said, and she also has a book out that I need to read so that one day I can put it on here as a recommendation because I've heard it's really good, and I heard her talk is really good when she does lectures. But she was like, white people oftentimes make it so hard for people of color, and I'm paraphrasing, white people make it so hard for people of color to talk about race that it's almost like, what the hell is the point? Like, white folks make it so hard and make it so emotional that it becomes another piece of emotional labor that uh, folks of color have to do. So then we don't do it as a black person. I'm like, I'm not going to do it because I'll, it's going to be a fight every time. And why would I knowingly walk into a fight? No, thank you. Um, so shout out to Tim Wise, Robin D'Angelo and Debbie Irving. It was a very honest conversation from like a white lens of doing anti-racist work and working specifically with white folks. It was a, it was just a really fantastic episode. And I was like, shout out to y'all. Um, and then of course, uh, my other one is, uh, scrolling through Miley Teal, the My Tachi podcast. Um, she did a summer refresher kickoff. Um, a few things. I love that her episodes are short. Most of them are under like 30 minutes. And I'm like, yes, cause that's a much, as much time as I have to pay attention on my commute. And as much as my attention span is going to kind of last and stand through. But it was also like a kick in the pants for we've got six months left in the middle of the, the rest of the year of 2019. If you have done nothing doodly squat the first six months, the first six months of the year, now's your time to refresh or actually start doing something. And I just really appreciate her like making like encouraging people to make commitments and then sharing some of the personal commitments that she's made for herself and being open and honest with those. So again, I continue to be a Miley Teal fan, loved the retreat, looking forward to the episodes that she's going to record on this and just a quick like summer refresher, get your life together, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. So shout out to her for keeping it real all the time. Um, if you are listening to this episode, you know where to find me on Instagram, Facebook for under two quick things, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the other ones. Again, if you're listening, you already know where to find it. So, uh, let me know if you have any questions and if not, I will see, I will see, I will talk to y'all 
next week. Bye.